The key to sustainable leadership lies in the ability to thrive in uncertainty, ambiguity, and change. Grand Heron International brings you the Coaching Assistance Program, giving your employees on-demand coaching to manage through a challenging situation and arrive at a solution. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn more. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact through the power of coaching, facilitation, and professional speaking. How do you awaken the leader inside of you? Today, I'll speak with a leader who has written a book where he details the answer. My guest today is Joe Swinger. Joe is an authority on self-mastery leadership. He holds master's degrees in both psychology and business administration. As a motivational transformation specialist, Joe helps leaders, entrepreneurs, and managers create transformative and positive change. Joe is truly a man of discipline and dedication. I know firsthand because literally every time I've called Joe, I've interrupted him at the gym while he's working out. I need to be more like Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Eddie. Such a pleasure to be here. What else should my leaders know about you? Well, I think the important thing is to know that I believe there's great leadership within everyone. And uh, when we talk about how to awaken that mag- what I call magic, it's to first believe that people can do it. And I think my story uh, is proof of that because I used to be known as the manager from hell who got uh, great results. But uh, when it came time for the surveys, everybody hated me. And I had to learn how to transform myself. So I was able to get exceptional results and be what I call an enlightened leader. All right. So you were not people's favorite person, it sounds like, Joe. No, I uh, beat people up and led by fear and intimidation uh, for a good portion of my life. I dealt with low self-esteem issues for probably you know 50 years. And when you have that as a leader, uh, it's difficult to embrace everybody uh, without getting defensive and those kind of things. So I was uh, good for results, but uh, bad for people. And Joe, what made you come to that realization? Well, I came to a point where a survey came out and you know, we did an associate survey. And even though I was one of the top players in the company, uh, in uh, retail leadership, uh, I was kind of told in no uncertain terms that I'm going to have to change. And so uh, I went through a transformation. And uh, that is my story that I wrote for Awaken the Magic Within. 
It's how am I going to be a better leader for people? And I decided one day I was at a site in Grand Junction. I was assistant manager over there for absent manager. And I decided I was going to be a motivational speaker and come to work every day as a motivator. And that really, that decision transformed my career. And then, of course, I did all the the difficult inner work to get to that point. But it all started with a decision to be great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and being so candid, Joe, because not a lot of people uh, would be able to do that. You receive the feedback and rather than bristle against the feedback, you said you looked inside yourself and you took the time to do inner work, make the changes and made a decision to become a better leader. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Self-mastery leadership is all about making the decision to be the, the best leader you can be. And that's, you know, there's like four steps that I, I train people to do every day to be a great leader and constantly improve every day. Because, I mean, it, it's difficult, right? I mean, you go to work and some days you're, you're on, on the game and some days you're not. And it, it all has to come from that inner desire, though. You can go all the leadership classes you want. You can read all those leadership things you see on LinkedIn every day, right? You know, how to do this and how to do that. But it's got to come from within and it's got to be what makes you authentic. You know, that's like a buzzword you hear in leadership today, authenticity, but it's got to come from within the beginning of it. Indeed. Indeed. So you told us about the book that you wrote and why you wrote it. And one of the things I noticed is that you included seven essential virtues, such as faith, compassion, and forgiveness. Is there one of those seven virtues that's more meaningful to you than the other? Well, I get asked that all the time. And I said, it's like picking your favorite part of your body. They all work together. When I came up with these virtues, I looked at over 100 virtues, and I tried to pick the seven that I think are critical for, for a great leader and a great person, quite frankly. And it's all about building character. And so purpose is the first and everything follows it. But for me to pick one, uh, I, they've all impacted my career. But it, it, purpose is really the engine that drives everything. I mean, that's where the passion comes from and the creativity and making a difference, making results happen. And so if we had to pick one, it's probably best to know your purpose first, and then the other things will follow. Because if you don't know your purpose or you're living your purpose daily, people are always going to be unhappy. They're going to be unsatisfied. They're going to have an empty feeling at work. And so it really matters to live your purpose. And I, I know that's a big thing for some people. Well, you know, I don't know what my purpose is in life. And it's basically just going to work with intention and putting attention on your intention. What are you going to do? Who are you going to be that day? How do you want to treat the people that day? How can you be of service? And and that is going to make a great day at work. So putting attention on your intention. I like the way you said that, Joe. And that's good for those who discover what they need to do differently. Do you have advice for those who are struggling with what their purpose is? Well, I do. It's really, uh, if if you're trying to get the big purpose, like what do you want to do? It's great to do an inventory of things that you're passionate about, things you enjoy doing. You know, many times 
we hear it often that many times their their passion or purpose is something that's difficult to make money at. And until so you have to go to a job and then do what you really love after that. And, you know, the trick is, well, how do you turn that into an income? But while you're on the job for the eight hours or 10 hours, you still have to be that person. And I, and I like to tell people that, you know, leadership or being at work is not a eight-hour job. It's a it's a 24-7 job because you just you can't dog it at work and then go home and think you're going to be great. So if you're going to inspire people, you have to do it on the job, even though you may not have a title of a leader, which, you know, many people write about that. But and then it's making the decision that you are going to be different moving forward. And, and then so how do you what skills must you develop to achieve your potential? And it really begins with clarity, the self-mastery, the, the clarity of who you are going to be. Thank you. Now, you refer to leadership as magic. Is it something mystical that just happens with little or no effort because we simply wish for it? I wish it was that easy. I, I call it magic because uh, I, I use the phrase big magic. And, and big magic, if I'm working with clients, it's all about achieving that breakthrough goal in their life or their year and, and, and bringing out, getting past the roadblocks and the obstacles that have hindered their progress for years, many times stemming from their childhood. And, and it's like that way with leaders. Leaders act a certain way uh, because of past experiences, many times in childhood. So if you take my low self-esteem, I was a very defensive leader. I did not like taking direction from anybody. I didn't like my ideas criticized. I didn't like pushback from the associates. And when I drove down, it was all driven by the low self-esteem because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel confident in what I was doing. So once I fixed that self-esteem issue and dealt with it in the past, and I speak about that in my uh, prologue of the book, is you know it allowed me to become a different person. It allowed me to have humility and transparency and approachability. And those are the things that make the great leader. But to tell somebody, hey, you need more humility, uh, it's difficult because it's not coming from within. You know, you're going to a class. Yes, indeed. And so if a leader is listening to you right now and may say, hey, I was a lot like Joe, or in fact, maybe I'm a lot like Joe now even, what advice would you have for that leader listening to you? Well, a lot of the virtues in the book are, are not just for other people, but they're for the, the reader themselves. So when you when you talk about compassion, a lot of it, you know, it's got to start from self-compassion. A lot of these leaders beat themselves up. You know, I'm not good enough, or I'm not doing this right, or I'm afraid to lead a meeting. I don't think I'm worthwhile. And so you have to have compassion for yourself. You have to have tolerance for yourself, your shortcomings, and just work on it every day constant improvement. So I always, when I drive home from the corporate job, I would think, okay, what could I have done better today with that associate? How could I have handled that customer a little differently? That meeting I held, well, how could I have tweaked it a little better? And, and so, you know, you just don't punch a clock and go home. And, uh, and it's like that, whether you're a leader on the job or you're, a, you know, you're a parent or you're a school administrator. And it's like, have those virtues for yourself, have the humility to say, hey, this is where I'm failing. 
And, you know, it's not easy to just say over the podcast here that, you know, to go back in your life and see where it came from. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. We appreciate reflection. reflection. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're talking to Joe Swinger and Joe Swinger is the author of Awaken the Magic Within, an invitation to the seven essential virtues for incredible success. We'll have more with Joe right after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. This is Meredith Elliott-Powell, business growth expert and keynote speaker, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. Okay, everyone, we're back. We're talking to Joe Swinger, and Joe is helping us to understand how we can awaken the leader inside. Now, Joe, you were telling us uh, a little bit about the book that you wrote before we went to break and about your own journey as a leader and what you realized and the changes you had to make. Uh, you've referred to self-mastery a couple of times, and you're an authority on self-mastery. Can you tell us uh, what it is, a little bit more specifically, and how leaders achieve it? Well, the best way I've heard somebody talk about mastery is to be able to give yourself a order or a direction and follow it. You know, if you, if you talk to people about uh, discipline, the, the most of the time they think discipline is something that's given to them, right? You're going to discipline somebody. Self-mastery is all about internal discipline and giving yourself a, a direction or order and then being able to follow it. That means keeping your commitments, right? If you're going to have going to the gym in the morning, you have to go to the gym in the morning. It's being able to have constant improvement and it, it's being able to maybe come up with three words that define yourself on who you want to be today. And like I mentioned earlier, how do you want to treat people today? It's it's all about becoming excellent. And whatever you do, your the way you structure your day. And, and so I when I coach people, a lot of them are transitioning out of corporate life into being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. And their main difficulty is they were a superstar in the job and now they're in an office alone and they have difficulty structuring their day, planning how to do what they want to do. And so self-mastery is reaching that point that everything flows like it should be flowing. You you eliminate the blockages, you design the life to master that day. And so that's what I call about the big magic. And for people that are in the second half of their life, I call it making the second half of their life the best half. It's designing that second half. So you are going to live, you're going to take all the wisdom you had in the first half, all your failures, the successes, and then use it to become you know, mastery of the day, the week, the month, and the year. Taking the second half of your life and making it better than the first half. 
Well, that sounds like truly something to aspire to. And with the number of people who are having to transition in careers and people who uh, end up finishing their career through retirement or whatever the case may be, I'm sure that's something that'll be very attractive. So I I would ask if you if you really want to get into the self-mastery, ask yourself, what would make me an excellent leader? What do I need to learn and train to master? Uh, Mastery cares about details and excellence, you know, like I, I said earlier, but it's constant improvement. And I try to inspire people to commit to one year of personal mastery. Mastery in, in their health, in their relationships, in their career. And you would see you would see the big magic. And and things will happen that would really surprise people. And if you're gonna live a year, you might as well make it your best. That's my model. Okay, Joe. Thank you. Now, Joe, something I read in your book that I found to be intriguing that I'm sure many people can learn from is your personal revelation about what you went through. You revealed that you were at one time homeless, but in spite of that, you were able to rise up and work as a leader in multiple Fortune 50 companies. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's true. I I was homeless. Uh, I lived in Los Angeles and uh, I had flunked out of college and uh, I was homeless for a period of time. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I grew up thinking I was a loser. I mean, that's the way I was raised and that's where the low self-esteem came. And uh, I did things that looking back was the beginning of mastery. I just didn't know it at the time. I was, you know, you're in survival mode. But I went and uh, not knowing what to do, I went on the campus of UCLA and slept on the intramural field. And it was a beautiful university. And, you know, at that time, you can get away with it. Uh, You probably couldn't now. But I decided that that's where I was going to go to school. And I, I I eventually got my, went to a junior college, got my grades up, and uh, went to UCLA and graduated. And then I got my first corporate job after that. But it really, when you're broken down to nothing, and you really have to find a way to live your life. Now, the book also talks, the journey of the character was really my second act where I lost my home and emotionally lost my family. And uh really had to go through the transformation to learn these seven virtues. So it's a a lot of work. And uh, the last uh, virtue is perseverance, and you you just can't give up. So through learning the virtue of perseverance, and I had a chance to interview a guest who talked about resiliency closely related to that, you were able to bounce back and go from being homeless and failing out of college to coming back and earning two graduate degrees and being a leader of Fortune 50 companies. So fantastic, Joe. Thank you for that inspirational story that will be encouraging to many of our leaders. What else would you say is a key to self-mastery and or our ability to awaken a leader inside of us? I think one of the greatest things people can do is to be there for the other people, subordinates, if you have subordinates, or uh, 
it, it's to go to work every day, no matter what you do, and be there to serve. I, I personally have promoted over you know 100 people into leadership positions, but some of my greatest work was inspiring people to leave the company to become to get their own business to go back to college. I call that good turnover because I I knew every one of my subordinates' backgrounds, their purpose, their dreams, and I would have conversation around that. And that's really inspiring them to be masters of their life and design it is what really what got me my results. I wish I could say it was me as a leader, but it was really that I had great success building teams that just loved working for me and loved producing results. And, and they told me that they would do things for me they wouldn't do for other leaders because they knew my, how much I cared about them. They knew how much if they came back from a leave of absence that I would give them the time they needed to get back on their feet or whatever, whatever it takes. But you have to go there for the people. And that's really the self-mastery where you put your needs second and your career second for your people. And, you know, there's a lot of great books written on that. But I mean, that's really what it boils down to is to care for others. All right. Thank you. Joe, how would you summarize our conversation we've had today? I really loved what the, the questions you asked and, and what we talked about, because I believe we really got to the heart of what leadership can be. It's not a bunch of, hey, these are the seven things to do or the five things to do that you see all the time. It's really about who are you, how can you be at your best, and how can you serve others in your capacity to develop them, inspire them, and get these people to move to work to the next level to where they want to go. And I and I think if, if anything can come out of this conversation here, I, I hope that's what happens, is that people can really start doing some self-discovery and reflection on how they can go to their job tomorrow and, and make a difference. Thank you. And on the Keep Leading podcast, we like to give leaders advice or a quote or something to think about that will help them to keep leading. Can you share the greatest advice you've ever received or a quote that will help our leaders? Well, one quote I like to use with the people beginning the journey is, a leader must tend their own leadership garden before they earn the right to lead others. And, and I, I like to show that sometimes if, if I'm in a workshop, showing a garden, and I want people to think about their mind, their leadership mind as a garden. If it's filled with weeds, nothing's going to grow. You, you can't have great virtues if you're filled with uh, anger or rage or contempt or you don't like these certain associates, like I talk about in the chapter of love, you know, sometimes associates are like a rose, right? They have prickles, they are difficult to maintain, but they, they come to work late, but they also have the beauty, the fragrance, the way they look. And, and I think uh, that's the best. If you can tend to your garden and get rid of the, what I call the weeds and plant greatness and virtue and uh, tolerance and those kind of things, you're going to see that thing grow just like you would if you had a rose garden in your backyard. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you, Joe. Where can my listeners learn more about you? 
My website is uh, joeswinger.com. I also have what I call my Big Magic Network on Facebook. It's a private group. Uh, It's geared towards midlife adults over uh, 45, 50. And then it's all about making the second half of your life the best half. I also like to give a free 30-minute planning call for anybody that wants to go down this journey. Uh, They could just send me an email at joe at joeswinger.com. And we could set that up. And uh, it's just to help people design their next year to be the best they can be and live the best second half of their life they can. All right, Joe. Well, we'll put all that into the show notes so that folks can reach out to you. Thank you for being a guest on the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you, Eddie. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you, That leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So whatever you're doing, always, Keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.